0: Well the year was 1991 and my dad and I were out for the day just kind of cruising around town I believe we were kind of getting groceries and uh, you know dropping some stuff off in town. He decided to stop off at the old Chrysler dealership that used to be downtown of our home city and on their back lot they had their trucks. My dad had just finished building his dream house. My mom was almost finished school. My dad knew that once she got a full-time job they'd be able to afford some better things and looking to upgrade his vehicle he was looking at the possibility of buying himself a brand new pickup truck for the farm that we now lived on. Unfortunately, his dream would quickly fade within the next couple months as my mom decided to walk out and leave us all. But that desire to have that truck never left him. Years down the road, he finally bought that truck and now living not on a farm but in the bush. His truck comes in many uses for him. The original truck had a ram head embedded on the hood. His new one just has a ram head on a logo in the center of his grill. But today, that Ram is the inspiration for the truck that he wanted. And that Ram is a dedicated brand. Today, we're going to talk about the life and times of the Ram brand. Autolux oh, Podcast coming to you anytime, anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from Autolux.net. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast, I am your host as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. coming to you from our host website, autolux.net, if you haven't been there, stop by, check it out, go to the corporate links, websites, and our help pages if you're looking for more about the automotive world which surrounds us. We'd also like to give a thank out to podbeam.com for getting us out on every major streaming site you can find this podcast on from iTunes to Amazon Play to Spotify. The Autolux podcast is available for you on all major streaming sites. And yet again, we'd like to thank feedspot.com. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out. They give you updates on all new blogs and podcasts from around the globe on feedspot.com. You can also find us there and see how well we rate for our content, especially in our our home country of canada where we make the top 10 so like i said in the beginning my dad in 91 was looking at the possibility of buying a brand new ram 2500 diesel he wanted the diesel pickup truck because we lived out on a farm but back then that truck was a dodge ram 2500. Starting life out in 1980 as the Dodge Ram pickup truck and van variations replacing the D-Series pickup trucks and series vans from the 70s. On October 1980, the Ram graced the world. The original product had the Ram ornament adorn the hood. This was something that went on up until the second generation came out in 1993. But why is that? Well, this horde ornament was an amazing thing. It's a steel ram head literally sitting out of the front of your vehicle. And from far away, it literally looks like somebody's fist is coming right out of the front of the vehicle. Props to you, Dodge. Props to you. It had four design changes over its lifetime before becoming its own brand. And why did Ram become its own brand and separate itself from Dodge? Well, we will explain that a little later on in this podcast, but for now, let's look back at the original history of the Ram trucks. It's first generation from 1980 to 1993. They had pickup trucks and the Ram Charger SUV, inclusive of the Ram Van's, An Inline 6, a V8, a V6, and a Cummings Diesel V6, both an automatic and a manual. This Ram ornament used, and used before in 1932 to 1954, mostly on four-wheel drive vehicles. Ram wanted to bring back that image from way back in the early days. Its drive system was comprised of a two-wheel drive and a four-wheel drive system or a D or W system. These vans had slight changes between 1980 and 1993, basically moving from the steel chrome bumpers into the plastic molded bumpers that we saw, you know, in the early 90s and upgrading itself from singular round headlights to square headlights similar to that of the 1991 one that my dad was looking at. The Ram Charger also graced the Ram name, hence the reason why the Ram nameplate was used. The Ram Charger began life way back in the 70s before the Ram nameplate was used for its pickup trucks. But why? Well, it's a Ram Charger. You wanted a Charger through the backwoods when you needed to RAM your way through it, right? Ram Charger. (laughs) Interesting name. Now, Full-size cargo vans were still big in the 80s, so the vans still adorned the Ram nameplate. During this period, Ram also included the Ram 50 pickup trucks, the small entry-level Mitsubishi-comprised pickup trucks, long before the Dakota came to the Dodge world. Yes, Ram went from bottom tier all the way to the top tier with all of its product lines, inclusive of 1500, 2500, and 3500 heavy-duty dually products. Similar to that of its Ram Vans, as standard, extended, and long wheelbases. Its second generation in 1993 was a game changer for the entire truck market ranging from 93 to 2002. The development of this pickup truck started only 6 years after the Ram nameplate came out in 1986. The original design came off a little too ordinary for the time so Leah Iacocca and Carroll Shelby even back in the day all stated the fact that this design was boring and bland. A redesign was done in 6 months and the brand new transport inspired front front end which grace the 93 to 2002 model line came out ram was here and they were making a statement our pickup trucks from the 80s even back in the 70s were bland were boring they look like your grandfather drove them around Ugh. Uh, no fun to them whatsoever hell you can make them look good and even these days if you've seen the, the show sons are anarchy with big old dodge you'll understand some of them can be made to look good but really nothing unfortunately for the 93 to 2002 model lineup the ram charger was dropped kind of odd considering the fact that the bronco was still going strong the blazer and jimmy were starting to move into more of the mid marketplace being built off of the s10 and sonoma platforms but the bronco was going it alone and unfortunately ram only released a ram charger variation in mexico so we never got them Available in V6, V8, V10, and an inline 6 Cummings diesel, the new transport-inspired Ram 1500 was here to take on the truck market. Becoming one of the greatest designs for pickup trucks and moving Dodge out of the bland and boring and into a future of desire for its products, the Ram truck was here. This product also made a name for itself as it became Starstruck in the movie Twister, showcasing unrealistic possibilities after that truck got nailed by so many things flying at it from an actual Twister. People still saw that truck as being almighty and powerful. An increase in sales, thanks to the Twister movie, saw the Ram move to the forefront of the pickup truck marketplace. In 1998, we saw the introduction of the half-clam door, or as we call it, the first actual quad cab door in a pickup truck moving away from club cabs and into quad cab accessibility similar to that how the caravan moved into dual sliding doors so that you can have an ease of access hell i remember the days of minivans only having one door it was odd but it did exist That same year, in 98, we also saw the introduction of the Ram TRX concept, a six-wheel drive Dodge Ram. Now, the T-Rex concept would eventually become the TRX we have today. Unfortunately, it would have to go through one more concept before becoming reality. In 96, we saw the official pace truck edition arrive at dealer lots. Ram became the official Indy pace truck of IndyCar. This was among one of the many special off-road editions that Ram showcased. But if you're like everyone else out there, you remember the Dodge Viper GTS Coupe coming out in 96 with its blue and white Shelby Daytona inspired paint job. This was also utilized on the Indy Pace truck and I, God, I remember seeing so many of those pickup trucks around. You hardly ever see any of them today or even at classic car shows. But back in the late 90s, they were everywhere. And like we said it was painted to the same standards as the gts we used for the 80th running of the indy 500. now like we said during this time they did have a v10 being one of the vehicles that i always wanted and hell the one that i dreamed of having when i graduated college but never got i always wanted a v10 powered second generation ram 2500 power all around oh yeah and still cheaper than a dodge viper In 2001, the third generation came to us. And from 2001 to 2008, it only came as a 1500 package. From 2009, the heavy-duty package. Development started on the, the third generation of the RAM product line in 1996, with the final design coming out in 1998. A facelift was made in 2006, but unfortunately, the third generation of this RAM was going back to the old school. They essentially took the second generation Ram and stretched it up, but when you did that, you stretched the headlights up, making the third generation Dodge Ram go back to its grandpa-ish style design. I'm sorry to say, but the third generation Ram from 2001 to 2009 is not one of my favorites. I prefer when they finally redid it in 2010 because those generations were bad. Hell, it was utilized in the Too Fast, Too Furious movie. They were utilized as the big, burly trucks that helped get the police out of the way as all the import tuners escaped the warehouse just so that Paul Walker's character could take off. I still saw that movie and I looked at those Rams and said, "Eh, "You can do whatever you want, but it's like putting lipstick on a pig. It still looks old and boring." I don't care what you say. But it was this generation that saw some of the greatest things happen to the RAM platform. The introduction of the Mega Cab, a six and a quarter foot bed with a 22 inch of extra space within the cabin, made the Mega Cab the biggest interior space pickup truck on the marketplace and why did dodge do this because they knew that families were now moving away from the suv craze and were now moving into their secondary vehicle being a pickup truck and dads didn't just use their trucks to go back and forth to work and haul ass around town no their trucks were now made to haul their family's asses around town Ugh. a viper v10 powered srt unit came out to compete against the ford lightning But unlike the Ford Lightning, it came as both single-cab and quad-cab models. And setting a record at over 180 miles an hour, the Dodge Ram SRT became the fastest production pickup truck of its time. Taking only until the introduction of electric trucks before its namesake could finally be dethroned. Ford built the Lightning, as we said back in our podcast about the Ford Lightning, back in the 90s. But hell, it may have taken Dodge forever to come out and join the crowd, but they came out and slaughtered them. Similar to that, how the TRX came out to slaughter the Raptor. Because what can eat a Raptor? A T Rex. Available with a V6, a V8, a Hemi V8, V10, and an inline Cummings diesel. This new Ram platform gave us the Hemi, an engine that still presides it today. and was the first introduction of the Hemi engine to the Ram nameplate. The addition of a 4,500 and 5,500 models to the, the standard 1,500, 2,500, and 3,500 product choices also made the Ram bigger and more capable than its counterparts at both Ford and General Motors. And with this also came chassis cab choices. But this pickup truck was not just developed for a sole purpose of replacing the original second generation Ram product. It was built under the Daimler Chrysler days. It started in the Chrysler days and finished in Daimler Chrysler. So with its development, this truck was being utilized for a brand new cab style pickup truck for the Sterling Transport name. This led to the Sterling Bullet Chassis Truck. And since Sterling was part of the Daimler Group, utilizing one platform to make money for dual companies is just so much better. A Hemi Sport, Rumblebee, SRT, Power Wagon, Daytona, Hemi GTX, Night Runner and Contractor's Special Hybrid are some of the many different special editions that this third generation Ram included. The Daytona came with a Daytona-inspired wing. The SRT beat the Lightning. The Super Bee brought back the old Superbird image. But during this time plate, Ram thought, hell, let's make a more Viper-inspired Ram. And the Ram VTS concept was essentially a design study inspired by the Viper GTS. The concept led to the SRT model, but being built off the platform and not being a dedicated product, similar to that of the Dodge Dakota Sidewinder concept that happened in the 90s. By this time, the van division had split off and became the Daimler Sprinter vans. So Dodge no longer had the Ram vans. It now had the Sprinter vans. In 2009, we saw the introduction of the fourth generation. And from 2009 to 2010, the Dodge Ram existed in the truck world. But by 2019, the end of the line for the fourth generation, this Ram pickup truck had changed from a Dodge truck to a Ram. This product introduced bed boxes. If you've ever seen them, they're side little boxes on your truck bed that allow you to put stuff in between the sidewall of your inner box and outer box. Pretty cool for storage, but not good if you want to put a cap on it. They put more emphasis on the V8 Hemi and utilized an eco-diesel V6 option. The 4th generation Ram, or Dodge Ram, catered to every main market segment. It had your consumer product, your toy hauler, your tradesman, your heavy duty, your dually, your sport, your off-road, and your chassis. The only thing it didn't cater to by this time in the marketplace was the Raptor. People say it did because it did have the Ram Runner package, but unfortunately, that was only through Mopar dealers. Ram did release what they called the Long Hauler model, which was a full-size box on a quad-cab pickup truck, which was a dually. This was made for people who haul products around. So for your average classic car guy who puts the car in the hauling trailer, or people hauling horses around, the Long Hauler gave you the creature comforts of a near mega cab inspired interior pickup, allowed you to haul your products, and also haul a full sheet of plywood in the box. In 2013, we saw a minor facelift to the product, and by this time, the Ram product was going it alone. Special editions inclusive of the RT, the Rebel, the Warlock, the Power Wagon, Lone Star Tradesman, Off-Road Package, Lone Star, Rose, Laramie Longhorn, and Night Editions. In 2011, two years before their mid-cycle refresh, the Dodge Ram would go by its own rating size. FCA pulled trucks from the Dodge nameplate. Dodge no longer sold pickup trucks. The Dodge, we knew of, in 2011, sold the Charger, the Dart, the Journey, the Durango, and the Viper. And the Challenger. But no longer trucks. All their dealerships now had to change over, and FCA did this because they wanted the Ram Trucks brand to be a true competitor to General Motors GMC product lineup. Unfortunately, the GMC product lineup also has SUVs part of their stable, which the Ram platform does not have. Ram utilizes its product namesake as only its rating size, so 1500. It's the Ram 1500, Ram 2500, Ram 3500. Then they get into the you know you get the Ram Rebel, the TRX, the Sport. They also brought over after FCA had bought out Chrysler Corporation, they got away from the Sprinter inspired vans from Mercedes and moved over to the Fiat based ProMaster vans. So now the new Ram ProMaster and ProMaster City, inclusive also of the Ram CV, a trades version of the Grand Caravan. Ram was now your workaholic truck, and the Ram brand was now that product range. The introduction of the Rebel, the Warlock, and the Power Wagon were not by, were basically built off of necessity. The Power Wagon, as Ram wanted a full time four wheel drive off road vehicle, but didn't want to put a lot of power in it. They wanted a Raptor competitor, but they didn't want to put the power in it. The Rebel was originally built as an entry level Raptor competitor, but unfortunately, the Rebel never lived up to its name. It was a sport inspired product, which people looked at and saw was great, but unfortunately, it just did not stand a chance against the raptor fca initially moved the ram brand out of the dodge platform because they didn't want it watering down the dodge performance image considering the fact that they still had the journey and the caravan it's kind of hard to say at this time it would make an srt revival seem like it would never happen considering the fact that the srt nameplate eventually disappeared with it the viper as well And with it, the Dodge logo no longer existed. The Ram head once gracing the hoods of Dodge products was now a sole Ram trucks logo. Dodge went back to its original just namesake of Dodge, which now, moving into their electric future, is going to be utilizing the original three-point logo that they once graced the hoods of their vehicles way back in the 60s. The introduction of luxury models with the Lone Star and Laramie models, all available in the 1500, 2500, and 3500 models, made it to compete against General Motors' Denali edition. The Ram products, like we said, were built to go up against General Motors. The introduction of a Fiat-based van products for their cargo lineup allowed the Ram lineup to hit every major part of the tradesman market in true concept form fca thought about building a raptor counterpart with the ram rebel trx concept unfortunately this product never graced our lineup during the time of fca and we now had to wait until the days of stellantis before the trx finally came out This was a model that the Ram product line desperately needed and now with the resurgence in mid-sized products coming from General Motors and soon the Ford Ranger, the Dakota, was a product that we were all looking forward to in 2019 the fifth generation of the ram product finally came out second generation as being a standalone ram truck this fifth generation retained its previous design for their entry level classic brands so the previous fourth generation ram products is still being sold as classic branded products this is to basically fca did this to compete against the mid size product lineups these products are not mid size product vehicles but mid-sized product costs the classic still had the warlock knight and tradesman editions along with the off-road package these new models for the fifth generation ram now came as a two-door quad cab club cab and even mega cab with the v6 v6 eco diesel v8 v8 hemi and inline six cummings a five-speed manual option was available but only with 4,000 chassis series in mexico so unfortunately You can't get a 5-speed anymore. Or if an SRT does come back, they may want to reconsider that. They hit the segment with the Tradesman, the Base, the Power Wagon, the Rebel, the Longhorn, the Laramie, the Chassis, and the Dually. And both 2500 and 3500 could be had with the Laramie and Longhorn edition. The Power Wagon became their dedicated 4x4 model for the 5th generation. And Canada, my home country, received the Sport model as an extra product slotted just below the Rebel. If you want a Rebel but then not want to pay Rebel money, you can get the Sport. A Red Special Edition just released back in 2021 showcased a, a brand new Special Edition from Ram but unfortunately, the red and black utilized on it came made Ram, the laughing stock of the truck world, whereas these colors were very similar to that of General Motors and their old Cyclones, black and red. Ram finally released the long-awaited Raptor fighter, the TRX, on the fifth generation platform this is a product that we have long waited for hell the raptor is now into its third generation and ram is just getting in unfortunately general motors still doesn't see that this market is viable for them the trx came in both standard box and an accessorized version along with 700 horsepower v8 breaking the horsepower ring of the raptor But where can they go? The new Ram product lineup is one of those few product lineups that is safe in the Stellantis stable. Where Dodge and Chrysler are on very uneven ground, Jeep and Ram have a place in the future of the Stellantis product range. And with the grand wagoneer and wagoneer utilizing the ram 1500 platform for its product lineups ram is seeing a brighter future and just this past little while we have seen the release of the ram 1500 rev thorough electric pickup truck which unfortunately for us was a major lunch bag letdown considering the fact that the revolution concept was amazing we wanted it but the 1500 rev is a 1500 with a different front and rear fascia Lunch, bag, letdown, unfortunately. There is interest in the Ram platform finally going after the mid-size marketplace, but Ram and Stellantis are only looking at doing this with an electric pickups truck. They want to beat the mid-size marketplace to the electric ring, whereas they were the last to get into the full-size electric ring. Now, its product offerings aren't the same wherever you go. Hey, If you go to Central or South America, you will find the Ram 700 and 1000 product lineups. These are built off of the Fiat, Toro, and Strata platforms. They can be found as close to the North American marketplace as Mexico, but unfortunately, we don't get the compact entry-level CUTs here. Now, with the emergence of the Ford Maverick, and now Chevrolet looking into the compact pickup truck marketplace in North America, and even Volkswagen, considering getting into it, products like the Ridgeline and the Santa Cruz may have more competition on the way from the Ram product lineup, where Stellantis see the possibility they may go after with the next generation of the Fiat Toro. And with Stellantis at the helm now, there is a possibility that we may finally get our fourth generation Dodge Viper. Yes. And with it, maybe, just maybe, there's a possibility of a rebirth of the SRT brand where Ram can bring us back the 1500 SRT to go up against the new Ford Lightning. And yes, Ford is looking at building a performance version of the F-150 Lightning electric pickup truck. So there's a possibility of the Ram Rev SRT being in the spore future. There are still more markets for the Ram platforms to get entered. If they really want to go up against General Motors, they do need to bring out their own SUVs. Now, we do know that they do have the Dodge platform, where if Ram brought out SUVs, they kind of compete and take stuff away from the Dodge product lineup. So, like we said, the Durango's over there. But why doesn't Dodge stick to the active lifestyle vehicles and crossover utility marketplaces where Ram can focus on products similar to going up against the likes of the Bronco. Bringing back the Ram Charger for the Ram nameplate would give it an SUV that would set it out from the competition, especially if they created it as a two-door model. Whereas the Yukon has not had a two-door model since the 90s, Dodge could bring back the Ram Charger and really showcase where the Bronco left off. There is a future in the Ram product stable, and if Dodge really wants to survive, merging back together with Ram could help it stay alive. But unfortunately in the Stellantis stable, Ram and Jeep are the only ones safe from dying out, where their product lineups are something that they want. Where Dodge and Chrysler are similar to their other product offerings, Ram may be the only thing in the next decade that we remember from the original Dodge Brothers. With the rise of the crossover utility truck marketplace and SUV starting to come back to the table, the Ram product lineup still has more holes to fill. Yes, if you start looking at it, Ram has the possibility of moving more into the SUV, the CUT, and even van marketplace with future products. So the future of the Ram brand is looking very bright for the Stellantis nameplate. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment on any of the major social feeds about the Autolux podcast. Share this podcast with your friends, comment on it, and help us grow this podcast to get this information out to more people around the world. After that, stop by the autolux.net podcast website at autolux.net and check out some of the Corporate Links websites, our rate and reviews of many cars from around the globe. We will be doing one about the Ram Rev to kind of tell you about the lunch bag letdown. So stay tuned and uh, that will be a good article to read. And with that, we'd like to give a special thanks out to Podbeam.com and Feedspot.com for helping get the Autolux podcast out into the world. For all of you to hear from Spotify to iTunes to Amazon Music, we are there on every major streaming site from around the globe on the Autolux podcast. So for myself, Everett J, the Autolux.net website and Podbeam.com, strap yourself in for this one bitchin' ass ride from Ram Trucks.